Mama, there are too many options for our teens today. Your girl is being exposed to fake news, real news, TikTok challenges, and Instagram stories or reels that straight up showcases bullying or other things that we find questionable, but they don't. You find it exhausting trying to manage the exposure your teenage daughter has to the world. You worry these influences will impact your girl's ability to make the right decisions. I hear you. I'm a mom too that had to deal with the same exact things. Today, I give you five tips to raising your daughter to choose what is right over what is popular. I know you are frustrated and confused about how to even approach your girl without having any backlash or somehow causing any offense. You simply want to know more about her because for some reason, you don't feel as connected to her anymore. She talks less, not like she used to. You just wish things were different between the two of you. You want to know whether or not things are okay. Are they okay? She just won't talk to you, so you just don't know. Well, I want you to know that there is still hope. You are not alone, mama. I want you to stop feeling frustrated with your current situation, and I want you to start equipping yourself with solutions to help you reconnect with your teenage daughter. I'm going to help you understand the changes happening in your girl, how you can shift your role in this new season in teenhood, and how your relationship will flourish again by creating a space where your girl will be talking to you. Talk to Your Teen Girl Framework is a 30-day journey that will get you creating open communication with your daughter. She'll be coming to you even if she's scared. I want you to head on over to TalkToYourTeenGirl.com right now and let's get started together. Are you ready? TalkToYourTeenGirl.com Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Moms I worked with have this deep desire to know if they have prepared their girl enough, if they prepared them for life. I know this is your desire too to prepare her to be independent enough to be on a career path she loves, prepare her to know her own worth and contribution to society, prepare her to know what healthy relationships are as opposed to unhealthy relationships, and prepare her to make the right choices in life. I remember when my kids were very young, coming out of Target, and I was helping my kids into the car I noticed one of my sons had a very small toy that I clearly did not buy for him. I asked, where did he get it from? And he started to make up a story. You know how you know when your kids are fibbing, <laughs> right? You know your kids very well. You know that they're not exactly telling you the truth, right? He started to tell me the story about his friend 
gave it to him. Wow, he was really young. He was about like four or five years old and already knew how to make up a story so he doesn't get in trouble. He knew how to lie already at such a young age. Then I gave him the mom look. You know what I'm talking about, that mom look where there is no expression, but a wait for him to keep talking and all you are doing is waiting for the actual truth. Yes, that look. I gave him that look. And then he fessed up that he opened the box and took it. He opened the box in the store and took it. I asked if he knew that was wrong, and he did. Even if it was a small, insignificant insignificant toy from the dollar bins at Target, I had a choice to either drive off and tell him not to do that anymore, or help him do the hard, uncomfortable thing, which was also inconvenient for me, by the way, because I had three young kids, and I had to stop what I what I needed to do instead of just drive off and just tell him not to do it anymore. I also had to do the inconvenient thing too and make that choice, right? And teach him. This is a teaching moment for him to do the hard and comfortable thing by doing the right thing and returning it. Yes, that would mean getting all three kids out of the car again. Mind you, these are young kids. We had strollers at the time. Then walking the walking over to the store was it work for me yes it was work for me but I could not let this lesson of a stolen insignificant toy go unnoticed I needed him to do the right thing even if it was hard and he was scared so he did make it right and confessed to the manager he was met with grace with a warning right but also thanked him. The manager thanked him for doing the right thing and returning the toy. I share this story because sometimes, and I know I've, I've had those crossroads too as a parent, the most inconvenient thing is most often the right thing to do. And how often just because of time, because of effort, we've let something slide at the detriment of teaching them a good lesson, right? Now, mama, if you've done this before and was like, you know what, it's too much trouble for what it's worth. I just gave him a punishment and told him not to do it again. Hey, you needed to do what you needed to do at the time. For me, it was whether or not I needed to really teach my son this hard lesson and I felt like I needed to seize this opportunity. And we can still do that as Moms of teenagers too. What are some things are we allowing to slide that are so significant, right? May seem insignificant, but can be significant in the long run, right? It's the little things that we start off that lead to big things. How many insignificant, questionable choices have we made and not chosen to do the uncomfortable to make it right, right? That's my question for you, mama. How many insignificant, questionable choices have we made ourselves and not chosen to do the uncomfortable to make it right? When we don't choose to correct the small stuff as humans, we can keep pushing until the small stuff become big. It's a strike on our character. Behaviors and choices shape our character. They also shape our beliefs. If I did not ask him to return it and make it right, My son would believe that stealing the dollar toy is okay and that maybe stealing a $20 toy would be okay too. We can also minimize our choices by making excuses. 
like it's only a dollar or it's more effort than it's worth to make it count. I know today parents are working really hard to provide for their children. You want the best for your kids. And I want to challenge you, Mama, to think about what matters most to you, what matters most to your family. We homeschooled for several years, and one of mine and my husband's goals for homeschooling our kids was to shape their character to match what our faith and our family values were. Now listen, you don't have to homeschool your kids to help them be contributing good citizens. Teenagers are impressionable. They are looking outward to find their place in this world. If you know that, Mama, we can help guide them towards being different, being who they are created to be, to be a light in the world. So today I'm sharing with you five tips for you to help your girl be different. Do the different thing, even if it's not popular, but it's just right. So here we go. Number one. Share your family core values over and over as reminders. Share your family core values over and over as reminders to her. Values shape our character. What we value will determine our behavior. What we focus on and what we involve ourselves in and how we show up to others. For our family, our values first and foremost is our faith, family, friendships. Then hard work, integrity, responsibility, kindness, and generosity. Those are things that we value. They're unwavering guides to life, right? And early on, we established this within our families. But mama, I know you have value. You might be thinking, well, we don't have any core values in our family. You do. You do. It's just hasn't been put into words and it hasn't been identified as a single word but you have values that you raised your kids upon, right? Whether it's valuing hard work because you want your kid to have good grades and put the work towards school or responsibility. If you have chores at home and you hold them accountable to their chores, you value responsibility and contribution, right? Within the community. And if you put family as a priority within your life, then family is a value of yours. So you do have values, mama. You just probably need to take the time to sit down, maybe with your spouse, to really put some words and verbiage to what you value most in your family, right? So share your family core values over and over as reminders. The second tip, praise them for when they make the hard right choices. Gotta praise them. When they make the hard right choices, whether it means they choose not to participate in an activity she does not believe in, right, or fesses up to her mistakes and does the hard things to make it right. Acknowledge that she's doing the hard things. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of bravery to do that, right? It, it's risking. She's taking a huge risk to put herself out there, to face what might be coming back as a repercussion from making a mistake, right? We don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but all she knows is she's doing the right thing. So praise her for her courage. Number two, or number three, third tip, limit social media use. I know this is kind of hard for you, mom, especially with older teens, 
because we do want to teach them to be independent with social media. We can't regulate their social media forever. When they become an adult, we can't regulate it for them, right? But we can teach them to be responsible with it. Be willing to talk about what they see on social media. If they're on social media, at least be willing to talk about what they see on social media. Questionable acts that may be funny or popular, but also dangerous. I just recently um, on the Nextdoor app, I saw lots of posts of uh, during Christmas time, this is Christmas time, their decorations, the blow up decorations are being stolen. And apparently there's this TikTok challenge out there where they steal the blow up decorations out of people's front yards and then they text a picture of it saying that if you want this back, you need to do something. And apparently it's probably people that they know because obviously they wouldn't have their phone number. So these are pranks that are happening and then they post it on TikTok and it's entertainment for people. Although this is like humor, you know, sometimes it's harmless. And of course, with the attitude of it's harmless, it's a harmless prank. But when we think about it, it's really stealing, right? And there are some people that don't appreciate that and actually genuinely fear that something bad is happening to them, right? So to talk to our kids about these funny, popular challenges that are potentially dangerous to the person they're doing it to and to themselves, right? We don't know nowadays how people are going to react to these pranks, right? So help her see that she gets to choose what she sees on TikTok. She gets to choose it. Even if it's funny, but it's wrong, she could choose to create boundaries, not to see them. She can choose to block them. She can choose to just keep on swiping, right? She can create boundaries and guard herself from participating in it and looking at content she does not agree with or are uncomfortable to her. She gets to choose. Sometimes I think teenagers, when they get into this, I always call it the zombie scrolling phase of just being on social media, just scrolling reels upon reels upon reels and become numb to it. And that is what we need to talk to our girls about is being aware what they're putting in their brain and that they get to choose. They get to choose what they see. Tip number four, encourage her to practice generosity. Encourage her to practice generosity. Generosity and otherness does something to us. It takes us out of ourselves, right? It takes us out of thinking about only us and what's happening to us. And it really puts us in a perspective of helping others, caring and really noticing the needs of others and what they can do to help the act of kindness. Community service. I know that a lot of kids nowadays have to do service hours in order to graduate from high school. We do here. And using that requirement is a great way for them to see what generosity is, what it feels like, and how they can contribute into their community, right? We spent, a, I spent a lot of time in my own community service hours in my church choir. So that's how I used my service hours was volunteering in my church choir every Sunday at our, at the time, services to sing our hymns 
and and praise worship. Not only did I feel like I was contributing into my church community, but I also had influences outside of my family pouring into me too. The friends I've made within the church choir and the church director who eventually became a very good friend of mine and a mentor. So community service hours and utilizing that requirement to get your daughter to go out and serve her community, right? They can also utilize their talents. If they're great at school, they can help teach in a certain subject. They can train others in something they're good at, maybe a hobby that she's perfected that she can train other peers in or even tutor, right, or teach other people. Like, for instance, my daughter, ballet dancer. She can go in and volunteer and teach younger dancers ballet. Whatever she's good at, have her utilize her talents to pay it forward and share her gifts with others, right? Maybe there's family projects that you can do together to be generous of your time. There are a lot of places that need cleaning in local parks or beaches if you live near a beach. Helping out at elder, the elderly uh, centers that are in the neighborhoods, making burritos and passing them out to our local homeless community. Those are a couple of things that we've done in our family, right? Or giving up their resources, right? Maybe encouraging them as a sign of generosity to give up the resources of the things that they already have. Maybe it's donating their clothes to a local foster center, buying a gift, using their own money to buy a gift for someone else, right? How hard is it for someone to let go of their allowance money to buy a gift for someone else or donating to a great cause that they personally believe in, right? Or maybe even tithing to their church. Being generous also means being generous in their words and how they treat people. Giving kindness. Kindness is free. It doesn't cost anything. All it costs is the words you give and the time you give and how you treat people, right? Stopping and thinking about the other person. Give kindness away generously, right? A few examples of kindness is maybe even seeing an elderly neighbor getting their groceries out and just going over there and helping them, offering to help them to take their groceries into the into their house. Or it could be as simple as offering to take someone's empty shopping cart in the parking lot and bringing it back to the cart rack for them. Something simple, didn't cost a lot of time or effort, but it was an appreciated act of kindness. Above all, tip number five, model all of the above. Model all of the above. The more we do it ourselves, the more it becomes something she just knows. She just knows. It's not too late to start, Mama. There are plenty of community service projects in your area you can do together. It's never too late to share and establish your values as well. You can sit, like I said earlier, sit with your spouse, label them out. You do have values. You just need to recognize what it was you were teaching them all along, right? And just put some verbiage to it. Pick one to work on, whether it be sharing your core values, praising them for the hard right choice they've done, limiting the social media use, or if you have older teens, be willing to talk about what they see. That means you have to get on there too. I know some of you mamas are like, I despise social media. I actually 
don't have, well, I do have a TikTok account, but I'm not on it as often. And the only reason why I have one is because I know that's where my kids are at and I need to know what they're seeing, right? So be in the know and be willing to talk about it. Encourage her to practice generosity. There are plenty of ways for her to do that. Get her outside of herself to do something kind, to do something kind. A lot of kids nowadays don't do that only because they just don't know that that's something that we just do. It's a, it's a right thing. Maybe it's unpopular to be kind to other people, but it makes such a huge difference. And I know it fosters their right choice of making the right choice, even if it's not popular. And above all, are you doing it too? Are you doing it too? I think that's the easiest way to teach our girls is to start doing them. And if you have and you, and you are, good for you, mama. Good for you. I want you to continue doing that and praising them for making those hard choices that I know don't come easy for your girl. The unpopular, not so fun decisions she makes. It takes a lot of courage to make them. So praise her for them. Maybe it's also limiting social media for your younger teens, right? Or finding ways to be generous with our time, talents, and resources. It'll take a lot of conversations when it comes to guiding and directing the choices your teen girl makes. If you're not quite there where she's willing to talk about this openly with you, that's okay too. It's part of being a mom to a teenager. However, I know that's not where you want to be. So talk to your teen girl framework, maybe the next step for you in order to continue guiding her in the teen stage. You have to approach her differently and respond to her differently too. I help you with this in the framework. If you want to know more about this course, I want you to head on over to TalkToYourTeenGirl.com to learn more. That's TalkToYourTeenGirl.com. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.